Rant much? 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 Hey guys! Hi guys! Welcome to Rant Much. Welcome to yet another episode. You are chilling with me, Tuli, and my lovely co-host, Naya. Hey guys! Guys, thank you so much for joining us again this week. This has been, it's been quite a week, I'm sure. Quite a whirlwind for a lot of us. Just, you know, living in our personal lives and also with, you know, the threat of World War Three looming over all of us. <laughs> I'm oh, sure it's been, Jesus. I'm sure it's been quite a lot. But anyways, uh, let's not talk politics right now. How are you doing, Naya? How's your, <laughs> how's your week been? Uh, my week has actually been very cool. Uh, it's been great. I have to admit, um, I wish I had something more downtreading for those pessimists out there, but I don't. Unfortunately, I do not for you all. This is great. Um, but, we love that. We love the, the positive, positive energy, people. positive yeah. vibes. That's what we're here for. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I think spring is breaking here. And for me, a big thing for me is I need sunlight. Like I am a person who needs sunlight. Mm. And so as a result of that, with winter like breaking, as soon as I see sun, I'm like, oh, thank God. I can finally be free and be fun. Yeah. And I'm just feeling hot girl summer come in the air. I'm feeling it. I'm smelling Damn. it in the air. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I don't even want to have to deal with anybody, guys. Let me just make that clear. Mm. Hot girl summer is not your opportunity to come hitting up on my line. But <laughs> <laughs> it is an opportunity for me to wear whatever the hell I want. Go on walks mm-hmm. during work and live my best life. And I'm just excited about that because like, at least the weather will not be the thing holding me back this summer. And that's what I'm really excited about. You know, what about you Tools? How are you? I think we really underestimate how much the weather really affects us and affects Uh, like our mood and you know, what our days are like. We're going into autumn right now, autumn, which is I think fall. Um, That's what you guys call fall. Um, So it's getting a little bit darker. Um, For example, it's just after 6 a.m. And uh, a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, the sun was yeah. shining bright through my curtains. Now, <laughs> it's a little bit gloomy, you know. It's getting darker yeah. in the mornings. It's getting darker earlier in the evenings. Um, I don't know yeah. why it's still flipping raining. I'm sure that has to do with climate change. But we've had Probably. the rainiest summer we've had in a very, very long time. So uh, December was very rainy. It was raining on my birthday. It's never rained on my birthday um it's been so rainy march is never like rainy season for us but it has been pouring with rain and then we have these really hot 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 days and then it's super rainy and now we're moving into autumn i'm not ready for winter guys um (laughs) i know some of you guys are winter babies i used to be a winter baby i used to love winter but now that i'm older i'm like (laughs) i don't want to get out of bed and i don't want to work and I don't want to be yep. productive and I want to eat all yeah. the soup and bread and stew and steam yeah. bread and umushaw. I want to eat all of the good, bad stuff or oh, good stuff, but bad stuff. And <laughs> by the time it's after winter, I'm huge. Like, no, guys, I, I, I'm good. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about winter and how cold it's going to be because I really think that it's going to be flipping cold. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I've been good. Um 
I've been good. I think I've had a good week. I'm really just trying to remember my week. You, have you guys ever like when people ask you how you are and you actually have to think, how am I? <laughs> yes. I think about yes. it. Yes. I don't think about it too often, but now that I do, I'm not sure. But I think I'm good. Um, I'm going to go with yeah. good. Which is probably a sign that it's good. Like, it's yes. probably a sign that you're good. <laughs> yes. There's nothing that sticks out like, oh my word, this was terrible. I've, I've, I've been yeah. good over the past week since we last spoke. Um, just finding my confidence, finding my step. Um, yeah. Same. Working Same sure. as hard as I can. Just doing my best, y'all. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing my motherfucking best, okay? And there's and that's nothing all else. We can ask, okay? That's all we there's, can ask. Do our best. There's literally nothing else I could give you at this point. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best, okay? Amen. 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 Anyways, Naya, what are we talking about this week? Well, I mean, I'm sure y'all know by the title already, but like, there's a lot going on. I mean, on. I have to say that my titles sometimes don't be letting y'all know what's happening, or at least I'll be trying to make, like splice it up <laughs> and not throw it completely at you just by the title. Like, okay, what are they talking about? Ooh, that's kind of catchy. So if you don't know, <laughs> kudos to me. That means I'm doing my damn job. Yes. Um, but this week we are talking about what the hell is happening in this damn world? Okay, like, that, that is the question of the damn year. What yeah. the hell is happening in 2022, okay? One of my bosses was like, can we just throw 2022 away, too? And I, I was cracking this up. This is my thing, like, though. No, we cannot no, go seriously. into every year wanting to throw the year away. What is going on? Can the year just get it together so we can actually want to live and exist in this year? Oh, my gosh. I saw a picture today that was like... uh we're going to party like it's 1999. It was like, actually, no, we're going to party like it's 2019 because anything <gasps> after that has been trash. Oh <laughs> and I was like, gosh. yes, yes. Party like it's 2019. Because what I would give we to didn't go know back. that the world was falling apart. <laughs> Damn. Oh so much gosh. is going okay, on. Tell us, oh, my word. You're up first. What's in your headlines? What What is going on in the headlines in South Africa? What's going on? All right, so we're talking about what is happening in our respective worlds and how all of that affects us as people yeah. and then us as young people. There's a lot going on. South Africa, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, I picked out a few headlines that stood out to me. Um, okay. There was so much about <laughs> load shedding <laughs> and um, children in the Eastern Cape, girl children in the Eastern Cape, um being banned to go from going to school because they are pregnant what to what gang violence in cape town to um <laughs> protests in orange farm against gbv to unemployment rates and healthcare. there is so much happening in this country as always i'm sure Nothing. you are not shocked if you are south african but no i'll start with the headline in cape town um the city of Cape Town is investigating the cause of the massive uh, blackout that happened on Saturday. And one thing about this okay. country, they will investigate. Okay? One thing about <laughs> my country, <laughs> there will be commissions on commissions on investigations on investigations. And like, the math still won't math. So on Saturday, actually, if I remember correctly, from some of my people I follow on social media, people who are in Cape Town were like, what's going on with the huge, you know, there was a blackout in Cape Town, in Clifton. And people were like, what's going on? Do you guys know when the lights are going to come back? So if you don't know, if you are an American audience, we are on 
um, I want to say it is an energy conservation plan called load shedding. I want to call it that. But we really don't know what it is because nobody really knows what the hell is going on in this country. Okay? Goddamn. So what they do is they <laughs> switch off. They switch off our electricity in grids. We have schedules. We have an app that tells us at this time, this area will be switched off from this time to this time. We have different That's levels of load lot. shedding. So level one is like the less severe. Level two, level three. Level four is like where you get the most severe. I think we've even hit a level five at some point. I don't even know, but a lot has happened. Okay. Um, we had load shedding the past couple of weeks. I think it finished either yesterday or Sunday. Um, and it's just been really bad. If you are part of the affluent little 1% of South Africa, you have a generator in your home. So as soon as the load shedding cuts, your generator kicks in and powers your entire home. My mom okay. is lucky enough to live in an apartment building that has a generator. So when she, when okay. we have load shedding, when I have load shedding, she's on a different grid. I'll just go to her, use her electricity, okay. or even if she's in load shedding, they've got a generator. So it doesn't affect all of us equally, but it affects most of us. Okay, this is a third okay. world country. Most of us cannot afford generators in our homes. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, they're investigating in Cape Town what happened. And they're basically saying that there were two incidents that happened um, shortly before Saturday. But those two mm -hmm. were completely unrelated. The other two were, were um, due to uh, cable theft and vandalism of infrastructure. So another thing that happens here is Izinyoga Nyoga, okay? Izinyoga Nyoga means the snakes, the snakes, okay? Oh boy. oh, boy. The snakes, the snakes. I remember when I was a kid, there would be um, ads on TV about these cable thieves who live in communities, particularly in the townships, and they steal electricity cables. I don't know what they do with those electricity cables, but cable theft is a thing. And that also adds to our power outages or vandalism of like the actual infrastructure where the cables are. Some areas mm -hmm. still, we, I think a lot of us, a lot of the, the, the country burns coal. Um, sometimes the coal is wet. So best believe in winter, we get the most load shedding because the coal is wet because it's cold. It is a lot. Okay. There is a lot mm -hmm. happening they're still investigating and they are to, you know, touch base again this week to figure out what happened on Saturday. Okay. Electricity, big thing in South Africa. The second headline, the one I mentioned about the girls in the Eastern Cape who are being banned from going to school because they are pregnant. Yes, guys. Fuck. Welcome to the what dark the ages. Fuck. It is med med medieval times in South Africa. How, how are you going to ban a woman? What? <laughs> Girl. It don't get better over here, so I can't just cringe for y'all. I'm, like, cringing for women. Just just Girl. women, for girls. Like, I, I wish I, it was better over here. It's not. <laughs> I cannot. I, I just, I want to weep. Eastern Cape is where I'm from. It's the province that I'm from. Um, down on the coast, like, we're, like, at the bottom, basically. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, the education department is investigating these allegations of these four girls who were told to stay at home. Um, and the setup is that the parents need to go to school every morning to fetch their work and then basically what? homeschool them because they're not allowed to go to school. But why? There is a teacher's union that is currently, um, protesting this. And they're basically saying that, obviously, pregnancy is not a disease. What the hell are you saying? 
I love the what the hell. Like what the hell? What the hell like, is wrong with y'all? So there is a a, a a community group that's also involved in this. They call the Kula, the Kula Community Development Project. Um, and the leader of that project, I think, is very much involved in the community and helping girls out when they are pregnant. The 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 chairman or chairperson of 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 the group is quoted saying that one parent mentioned that it would be impossible for her to fetch schoolwork as she wouldn't even know how to explain grade 12 work to her child at home. Like, that's literally not my job as a parent. He continues to say, a girl child impregnated by a male is being pushed out of the education system. On the other side, the male is in school as if he's not done anything. We need quick engagement around this topic. Are we blaming girls, females, for having a womb to carry a baby? Or have they committed a crime by the virtue by virtue of being females? I am so livid by this headline, this story. I am so emotional just reading these little bits for you from the article because what where are we living? What is what is actually going on? You know, so much is happening in South Africa. Um, and to kick girls out of school for being pregnant is just like the the last straw but it's also not new <laughs> it's also not it's not it's not breaking news but this is just a window into what we're going through and what is going on you know the eastern cape might be the biggest province in south africa but it's also the poorest um and 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 there is so much going on in the crevices of south africa that don't get the headlines that don't get blown up so that everybody knows and everybody gets involved you know um there is a huge spirit of protest in south africa but i think people are genuinely just going through their own stuff that we don't necessarily as easily take to the streets as we did back in the day so a lot of the times i'll complain to naya about load shedding and corruption she'll be like why aren't you guys protesting why aren't you guys protesting and i think when i think about it and, and just reading like what is going on on Twitter, what people in the middle class are generally saying. I think what people are saying is, yes, this stuff affects me, but it doesn't affect me, affect me, right? So load shedding is a bitch, yes, but I can go down the street to the coffee shop and use their Wi-Fi and take my laptop there and finish my my school day. I've got a friend who's on a different grid. I'm just going to drive over to their place and I'm going to use their their Wi-Fi. Yes, petrol prices are rising, but I guess I'll just stay at home because I'm used to being at home because of load shedding. I mean, because of lockdown. So I think things are affecting us and things are making us really upset and really angry, but not to the degree that I'm willing to change my life, stand on the street, get rubber bulleted, get tear gassed because I'm fed up with this country. And yeah. it's just sad because majority of our country is living below the poverty line. Majority of our country needs us to fuel, you know, whatever protest would happen if we were to take to the streets. But back to the Eastern Cape. Um, it's just a lot going on. I, I think about this parent saying that, how would I even begin to explain grade 12 work to my child? Do you know that most of our parents didn't even finish matric because of a birth date? Most of our parents don't even have a matric certificate. Most of our parents, especially in the Eastern Cape, if you're talking about it contextually, they are domestic workers. They are um, call center operators 
or switchboard operators like my grandmother was at Netbank forever. I, I cannot even begin to explain to you the disparities between like what maybe our American audience thinks of when they think of like what our parents do, what your parents do for work and what parents yeah. particularly in the Eastern Cape know how to do. They hardly know how to speak English. How does a grade, how does a parent describe trigonometry to their grade 12 pupil when she didn't even finish maths in high Heck. school? And why are we, why, why, why are girls being taken out of school, being deprived in education, a quality education? And at that, it's not like the, the education in the Eastern Cape is the best of the best. Let's yeah. start there. And now you're pushing me out of school when I'm trying to provide for this said child so that I'm not perpetuating the cycle of poverty. But here you are making me perpetuate the cycle of poverty. The boy that impregnated me, the boy who was in the bed with me, putting his seeds inside of me, is sitting in school, getting an education, and I am not. Yeah. I am so livid. It is ridiculous. But you know what? This is not the first, nor the last, nor the only experience that girls will be forced out of school because they're, they, are, they are pregnant. I, I can't. Then there are protests in Orange Farm um, against three women that were brutally murdered in the community. And here's the thing about protests. So this is the last, this is the last, well, second last headline I'm going to share. Um, here's the thing about protest, especially about gender-based violence, because that is something that we need to protest. The problem is we are protesting alone. And I can assure you, I can put money on the table that if you go to Orange Farm right now and see who is protesting, there are six men in that crowd protesting. And even at that, he's probably protesting because he doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. He just saw people with boards. He sees the cameras and he's going to go and protest. The men are not fueling these protests, these marches. And even when they are, they're so misled and so misdirected and we're standing on the streets by ourselves, screaming and shouting, and nobody's listening. The last thing I want to say is the unemployment rate in South Africa as we speak, as of the 9th of February 2022, is sitting at 66.5%. <laughs> the youth unemployment rate is sitting at 66.5%. I am youth. <laughs> and I was once oh. a part of that 66%. When I tell you guys that there are graduates sitting at home with master's degrees and honors degrees. When I tell you there are scientists, engineers, sitting at home, psychologists, professional trained actors, directors, filmmakers, sitting at home without jobs. And, and you can sit there and say, oh, but make your own opportunities, create your own jobs. Okay, tell me how a scientist is gonna make their own jobs. Tell me, tell me yeah, how a teacher is going to make their own jobs. You tell me how a trained actor is going to sit there and make their own jobs without resources, without the cameras to shoot their own show and put it on YouTube, without internet access, without actual network, without actual smartphones. You tell me in our context, in our social political climate, how people are supposed to get up and make their own things happen in the country that what? hardly can give us stable electricity. <laughs> In the country that doesn't even care for their unemployed, applying for a grant is like 
not the easiest thing. And even at that, the grant is what, 270 rand? You don't even want to do the maths yeah. and, and find out how much that is in dollars. You don't even want to know because I don't want to know because it's a joke. <laughs> Listen, guys, there's a lot going on and it is it is upsetting me and my homegirls. And <laughs> this is the episode where we're going to talk about what's happening. And I think more than anything, I think just paralleling our world and what's happening in South Africa, what's happening in America. Um, and really just exposing our countries for the ghettos that they really are. <laughs> Look, that is what's happening in South Africa in a nutshell. And even at that, it's not even everything. I haven't even touched on petrol no. prices. And how much they are and how we're paying twenty two Rand a liter for petrol. I don't even want to touch on the South Africans stuck in Ukraine that are trying to I don't even know if they've escaped now. But there is so mm. much going on. That is what I will I will share and that's where I will stop. Naya, what is happening no. in? Don't pass that ball over to me. Keep that over there. <laughs> like, I'm passing I'm the like, ball. I'm, I'm passing the energy. Okay, do with the energy. Do with the energy what you will. <laughs> okay, look, y'all. I, every time I look at the damn news, I'm ready to fight someone. I'm literally ready to fight someone. The activist in me, the activist that I am cannot yeah. stand the american news right now i'm just gonna put mm -hmm. that as just a grand statement i'm just gonna put it out there okay so when i went so first of all my google is pretty updated with the debt crisis um so for those of you who don't know <laughs> about how college works here in america they trap you with student loans Damn. and then you're left to pay them off for the rest of your fucking life um, you're basically in debt for the rest of your fucking life. Let's mm -hmm. not even put into like perspective the fact that most people aren't taught how credit works. So you're having children sign up for thousands, millions, billions dollars worth of loan amounts. So they don't understand how interest works because they're children. Um, and then on top of that, now you may or may not possibly work in your field with the degree that you went to school for. Maybe most people don't actually. Yeah. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, let's be real here. If you're lucky, you work in your field. I happen to be very fucking lucky for a lot of reasons. We'll get to mm -hmm. that later. Um, however, it's just absurd. It's insane. So there were all of these loopholes for how they could get you to pay more money on your student loans. So to help people out, there are a few forgiveness programs, right? So there is a teacher's um, loan forgiveness program. So basically, if you're a public service servant, so teachers fall in that category. People who work at nonprofits fall inside that category. Basically, what happens after a certain amount of time of you paying some amount on your loans, they do like figure out your payment plan based off of your income, your annual income and your expenses based off of what they assume should be your expenses per year, per month. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, that is when they say, okay, this is how you, how much you'll pay monthly. Cool. Whatever. You can pay more, you can pay less. And, but you know what it is, is what it is. But Some do they people... do like a detailed like analysis of where your money is actually going? No. Or is it just all based on summations and like assumptions? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, summations. So, they don't give a damn. <laughs> so you <laughs> they gonna get their money. taking care of your sick mother and most uh -huh. of your salary goes to taking care of your sick mother. And they're like, mm -mm, since you earn this much, this is how much your monthly installments are going to be. Pretty much. 
Um, okay. And it depends it. on where your loans are from. Like my loans are through the government. Like, and again, I'm very lucky because I don't have that much of loans at all, period. Like mm-hmm. if I'm just being honest, I quite frankly don't even put myself in that category because I'm not in debt. Uh, and that's just, un- it's positive, but it's also like, damn, damn, mm-hmm. just damn. Like I, I, I relate, but I don't relate, you know? Yeah. Uh, I will say that is probably a thing about being middle class for me. It's like, I'm not poor. Mm-hmm. But I ain't rich, and this is feeling yeah. very like middle ground for me. And I, I like to, I like to pick a struggle, and I'm on the middle, and I can't, and it's struggling mm-hmm. for me because I can't pick a struggle. So, and that's privileged, and I also recognize that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, it's just a lot going on because we've been on loan forgiveness for months now. COVID. COVID. That's the best way to explain that. COVID. And so they had said that we were going to start back paying loans in January. And then it went to March. And now it's May. So we'll see. As things have been happening, my own mother has gotten her loans forgiven because they went through certain, like, you know, of these programs, these public service programs and other programs like it. And we're like, oh, yeah, we kind of F some people over. So we're going to give you your money back. Um, so yeah. they would say like, oh, you didn't do your minimum amount. Because the idea for the public servants, at least, if you work at a nonprofit, you can go 10 years of paying um, payments as long as you continuously pay payments for 10 years. After that, you're forgiven. All the rest of it goes goodbye. Um, Mm. but what they were doing was, oh, you didn't make your minimum payment. Oh, so that doesn't count. Oh, you didn't do whatever you were deferring for a few months. Yeah, that doesn't count. So they were finding all these loopholes to get out of letting people go after 10 years. So now that they're clearing all of these loopholes, tons of people are now being processed. And now they're like, oh, shoot, no, actually you are forgiven. So people are now finding out that they're okay. Some people are getting checks back for all the money that the government has taken from them for their payments that they shouldn't have been paying them for so that is one thing um on the other side of the world they would never give back the money okay they would never (laughs) they would never ever 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 do that (laughs) no see in america i there is look we have a thing about our alcohol and our money and the one thing about white people you take their money they ready to literally burn down (laughs) the country (laughs) and we can't we can't have another insurrection y'all because they did that last year and now they being fined and, and charged guilty and ain't nobody got time for more of that okay ain't nobody got time for that so on top of that russia is like a thing for some people in the world you know but like in america it's very real a thing for us over here like our gas prices yeah very real because okay so there's two parts this like we are literally lending aid we are lending money we are trying to stop putin we are trying to help ukraine we are in constant talks with ukraine trying to talk down putin we are putting sanctions on this man taking away everything we fucking can like as one of the big world powers we're like talking to other world powers like we gotta do something this is insane so you guys actually be the good guys for the first time in this for the first time in history we actually trying to do some shit like, okay. a part of me at first was like, okay, but World War II, we just stayed out of it, right? Like, why can't we do that? And then I'm like, actually, nope, nope, can't do that. These are innocent people, and I'm not for this. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Which, I mean, and honestly, we can because we did in World War II, and we see where that got us. We helped at the end of the Holocaust, guys. Remember that. The end. People were dead mm. at that point. Tons of people. Because we wanted to sit on the sidelines and say, we're Switzerland. We have nothing to do with this. You do. You really do have a lot to do with this, America. So... It's just, it's insane because it's like as much as this does not 
involve America. This very much so involves America. Like we mm-hmm. are a super world power. We have every right to stand up for people who, and our big thing is like standing up against the bad guy. Like that's literally the American thing over here is like, we stand up against bullying. We stand up against the bad guy. So of course we're going to put our heads in this whole situation on top of the fact that our ex, uh, he ain't my president, but you know, that last white guy who, was that guy. the damn White we House? That guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. His ass was best friends with Putin. So to some degree, it's like when that cousin that's been twice removed from the family fucked y'all all over, <laughs> and now you gotta come back and clean up they mess. That's really what it feel like. Like it just feels like we have to clean up this mess because that fucker just fucked us all over. Mm-hmm. So that's also a part of it too. And it's just Ukraine didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for this. Putin is just doing whatever the hell he wants. The man literally took over a nuclear site, and I was like, okay. So, so World War Three is ensuing, right? Because uh, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. And it still feels like that because our gas prices have never been this high. But part of that issue is the fact that Russia has some of our oil or has some – they're a big proponent into the oil industry. And because we're not fraternizing with the enemy here, uh, our gas prices are suffering, and so is my bank account. And it's really hurting me. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely hurting my homegirls. But also, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck Putin, because I can't stand him. Because <laughs> he did mm-hmm. this. Why would he do this? But meanwhile, on this side of the planet, besides the student debt, besides the climate crisis, we're not even in a climate change situation anymore. We're in a climate crisis. I'm trying not to think about that. Let's think about other things. So in my headlines, I also see we're going past all of the Russia-Ukraine things. Um, Idaho became first state to pass Texas-style abortion ban. So for anyone who's not clear. So Texas has this law that they are trying to state. It hasn't completely gone through, if I remember correctly, but they're pretty damn close. The bill basically says that... Anyone in the family can, mm, let me go down, sorry. Mm. So it hasn't happened yet, but basically the law is that anyone inside the family within six weeks of a pregnancy can file a lawsuit against the doctor who performs the abortion. What? Anyone in the family. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... so- my super Christian abortion hating grandmother mm-hmm. on my dad's side, who's not even involved in my life, hears that I haven't, I've gotten an abortion and they can sue the doctor that performed the abortion, even though that's what I wanted it to be done on my body. Yep. So Idaho would allow the potential father, grandparents, siblings, aunts, uncles of a preborn child to sue an abortion provider for a minimum of twenty thousand dollars in damages within four years of the procedure. Although a rapist wouldn't be able to file a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm ready to scream because Idaho, what the fuck? And also, we're already fighting Texas. We're already fighting, I don't know how many other states about it. Here's my thing. Okay, 
nope, okay, now I'm getting on my soapbox because this is where I draw the fucking line. So you want to tell me, let's not even take into account the fact that it's my body and I can do whatever the fuck I want with it, but let's also consider about the fact that if I cannot financially support this child and have to give this child up for adoption, are you going to help me raise that child? Are you mm-hmm. going to be there to support me? Or are you going to say that I have to struggle through it? Because not only do you not provide the resources, you make me jump through hoops for those resources mm-hmm. and have to mm-hmm. show you that I am so freaking broke that I literally need your help and basically have to gravel for it, have to work through all the different systems, have to read through all the fucking laws on top of raising this child, on top of going to work to provide for this child. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm. And on top of that, it never fails that we put posters about abortion and people of color's neighborhoods. That is so fucked up to me because mm. I don't even know where an abortion clinic is for first of all that's 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 not even something that we talk about we don't talk about positive sexual health we don't talk about how sex doesn't have to have the repercussions of a whole child it could just be for pleasure we don't talk about lgbtq plus individuals having also safe avenues for sex we also don't talk about you have a better chance of getting into a car crash going to chicago from michigan than you do catching an std from unprotected sex but we don't tell people that Because for some reason, the only thing on any politician's mind is a woman's body when all I'm asking you to do is protect the people that we put you in office to help. Mm -hmm. That is not helping. Mm -hmm. What does my reproductive organs have anything to do with your term in office? Nothing. I'm asking you for better taxes. I'm asking you for better education systems. I'm asking you for better roads. I'm asking you for better housing, more accessible housing, better food choices, better climate control. But what you want to focus on is my fucking reproductive Or Are you out of your fucking mind? That's what you have time for? That's what I pay you to do? That's what my tax dollars pays you to do? Really? Yeah, no, I don't have time for it. So that... Is what drives me insane. On top of that, there's also a bill in Texas that is saying that kindergarten teachers, parents can sue schools for teaching kindergartners about sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Which is insane because the whole thing around it is we don't want to confuse children about the LGBTQ community. What does a child have to be confused about? By the time you're seven years old, you understand racism. You understand prejudice. You and understand you also that understand someone your is different than me. sexuality by the time you're seven a lot of the time. Okay. Or, or by the time you're seven, you're already understanding that like, oh, boys and girls. Oh, that's her girlfriend. I don't want a girlfriend. I want a boyfriend. I like boys. Like you are already it, understanding <laughs> attraction and having a crush. Guys. Guys, guys, this is what I'm, this is what I'm, this is the world we're living in. This is what I'm saying. To add insult to injury, because COVID happened, there are a lot of Americans who may potentially lose their medical insurance as well. Because of the fact that during COVID, we stopped a lot of the rollover for Medicaid, which is one of our governmental insurances. Um, and so that deadline is about to come up and the individuals who would have normally rolled over, we've now added more people to that role, but didn't take the other people off anymore. 
And so there's a ton of people who are going to fall by the wayside. Like millions of people who are going to fall by the wayside and potentially not and be put in the right mean? group. That means they won't have health insurance. Potentially yeah. not have health insurance until Congress steps in and fixes this before the deadline. I mean, meanwhile, again, World War III, that's kind of in the front of everyone's fucking mind. And there's a lot of other things happening. So it's not like this shit is it's stopping. It's a lie. It it's a fucking ends. lie. It never ends. Because tomorrow night, there are going to be a whole bunch of other headlines. And the next day, there'll be a whole bunch of other headlines. And, and, and I stop. think what we forget is that just because tomorrow there's a bunch of new headlines, what happens to yesterday's headlines? What happens to the, to, to the four children who are still not in school because of the fact that they're pregnant? What happens <laughs> to the girl who's able to, you know, have her abortion stopped or that either her clinic is able to be sued because she had an abortion three years ago and somebody in her family just wants to, like, have an issue with it? Like, what happens to that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, I do have to correct myself. I was wrong. The LGBTQ law is not in Texas. It is in Florida. Still bad as fuck. Um, just a different state. Um, and no, Texas, you do not get a pass because you don't even want to teach about slavery in textbooks. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that's you. Mm -hmm. You're racist <laughs> as fuck, too. Um, you don't get a pass. Oh my no, like, literally, they want to take all the textbooks. And, okay, so this is where it gets worse. Texas is the main state that provides the country's textbooks, history textbooks. They want to remove the, to the topics about slavery. <laughs> <laughs> they want to they eliminate. Honestly, I don't really know, but yeah, that's the thing. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing that they're trying word. to do. They're trying to get rid of that. Oh, they also want to get rid of the Holocaust in books too. Uh huh. Oh yeah. my god. They don't want to talk about these things. It's problematic so as fuck. The, world, like, the history of the world was non-discriminatory. It was non-racist. <laughs> Basically, y'all. What's no funny genocides. though? I graduated high school in 2016. I kid you not, I'm pretty sure that, like, even though that was probably within the last two, three years that Texas has decided to be on this bullshit even more than they already normally are, I'm pretty sure, like, slavery was, like, a paragraph in high school. Like, I went to a black high school, so we talked about it all the fucking time and, like, how it affected us and, like, historically. But, like, if I had gone to a white school, I would have also been like, oh, that was 400 years ago. Why do we care? Probably because it was a paragraph. Like, I think and we from, talked about the slave trade, but that was very bare minimum. It was a paragraph. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to say, like, from <laughs> what I understand about what you guys are taught about, even world history, it's already quite thin. It's already quite skeletal. <laughs> what you're learning about the world history. <laughs> what happens in And other we don't parts take it seriously. So... It's like what makes it more annoying is, like, we don't take it seriously. It, in fact, world history class is kind of like the class that you got to do other people's homework in because Damn. we have a shitty education system in. And quite frankly, like, do high do schoolers understand? Want to, how do you already want to thin out something that's already thin? How do you already want to <laughs> take stuff out of exactly. something that is already kind of skeletal? Okay, because y'all already don't know what's happening in the rest of the world in terms of what other people's histories are. And here we have the okay. opposite problem where all we're doing is learning about Eurocentric history and American history. <laughs> and we touch on African history here and there, but like the most we'll do in terms of African history is apartheid. And maybe the Dr uh -huh. Rwandan genocide. Maybe. Maybe we'll spend like a couple of weeks on the Rwandan genocide. But we're not talking Girl. about Burundi. We're not talking about the DRC. We're not talking about African history. 
that really affected the soil of this land that we walk on. Dude. So we have the opposite problem. <laughs> Dude. It's a lot. Don't even get me started. I'm pretty sure some of my classmates do not even know what the Rwanda genocide was. Like, I oh kid you not. I knew because I had a father who was really big into history, and this is sad, but Hotel Rwanda was a show that was a, not a show, a movie that was played quite often in my house. Um, and then went to college and had to debate on the topic. Yeah, that's why I know about it, but I kid you not, there are so many people probably in my friend group alone that I can probably count on my finger that probably do not know anything about the Rwanda genocide. It, I just, I, but then we it's want people, nuts. this is what I mean by America doesn't need to be a superpower. This is what yeah. I mean by it's a big brother. We're teenagers. We are teenagers, y'all. We are teenagers who think we know fucking everything and we don't know shit. We do not know shit. But because I we're entitled and because we have money. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally, I mean, and do you have, do you have money? That's, that's the real, do you really That's the thing. We money? created it, but not really. Do you, do, do, do you really? <laughs> With all the debt y'all are in? I'm not sure about that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how we keep getting bailed out. Because last yeah. time I checked, we ain't had no money, but you keep sending people places. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't have money, but the military got this huge-ass budget for 2022, didn't they? So we ain't got money. <sighs> you sure about that? Because I'm seeing soldiers places they shouldn't be. <laughs> but y'all spending more time. Saw, I saw a TikTok of this guy saying... Um, America is a third world country in a Gucci belt. Okay? That's okay. what this is. Okay? <laughs> That's what the fuck this is. It's a shit show. Um, it's it's a mess. You know, so so in a nutshell, that's what's happening in America slash South Africa. <laughs> and obviously it's affecting us and all of our homegirls. Um, all of our homegirls. <laughs> and and that's the thing. Every single headline affects us in some way or another. You know, we can never just you can't read a headline about petrol prices going up. As someone like me who doesn't even have a car, it still affects me because that affects yes. Uber prices, it affects taxi yep. prices, it affects, you know, my friends and, like, the proximity we have to each other and, like, how much we're able to see one another and how much I'm able to get my things done because if I can't afford an Uber to the fucking GP, I'm not going to go. You know what I mean? And then you want to take a taxi and say, okay, the taxi is cheaper, but will I make it? Will I make it? Okay, Look. I'll take a bolt. But will I make it alive? It's 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 a lot. A lot is going on. Okay, when you a just lot is bring going up on. gas prices, I, it hurts me personally. But when I really think about it, like people who are working minimum wage, we don't even have Can a livable even... minimum wage, y'all. So you mean to tell me, for someone who is saving, oh, oh, that's terrible. This is terrible. Like I have to determine: <laughs> Am I going to? be a human being who actually socializes with other humans or am I going to pay for gas to go to work? And what if I work yeah. 30, 40 minutes away? Yeah. Like yeah. we have a worker shortage right now because of the fact that people are like, why the fuck would I be stressed the fuck out living on minimum wage when I can get unemployment or even yeah. not even that, like unemployment pays you so much better, but not even that. Like why would I work there? when I can work for myself and a lot. pay for my oh. own shit. Like, why would I work minimum wage when I can do it my damn self and do it yeah. better? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I, I just don't understand. With, with, the, with the landscape that we've, po that we've painted, um, the rosy, very rainbow-filled landscapes that we've painted of our respective countries, what are some of the perceptions about living in America um, that are actually incorrect, right? Um, well, so, 
<laughs> so obviously you know that y'all are all like you're all we kind of consume like american television is yeah. really all we consume in most of the world what would you say like are some of the perceptions that we have around the world that really are not true um we ain't all rich let's start there um the what's funny to me is going back to inventing anna from the other episode when i was talking about that on netflix is the fact that watching that probably for you tools is probably just as exciting for me because i don't know that life i've never known the upper inside of new york i don't want to watching that damn show reminded me how much i can't stand rich people um it's this entitlement that i've never have any interest of being a part of like i have mm -hmm. never wanted to be rich i've never wanted to be a one percenter have i wanted more money absolutely who doesn't you know like i want the amount that keeps me safe and comfy and keeps you know my future offspring and my future family that i make to be safe and well right but i'm not interested in being a one percenter hell i'm not even interested in being a fucking multimillionaire. i don't need that mm -hmm. that is excessive that is excess that i don't need Mm -hmm. um, with all the damn millionaires we got in the world, hell, we could save the damn planet, but we aren't. So, you know, I don't need to add to that list. Um, that's my personal little soap back on that. Um, however, the vast majority of us are hardworking, trying to figure it out, struggling, but getting up every day, going to work, getting on buses. You know, like we're trying. Mm -hmm. Here in Michigan, we are a big automotive state, of course, because, you know, uh, well, if you don't know, um, Ford Motor Plant was a big, you know, maker of cars. Um, and it still is that way. We still are one of the biggest um, places uh, where cars are made, whether they're overseas, you know, manufacturers or they're American companies. It doesn't matter. They're still mostly made here. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of my family members still work inside the car industry. They work in plants and it's a factory job, but it also pays really well and you get great benefits mm -hmm. and you can raise a family off of that. And we have been doing that for decades. Um, I don't know if I can really say centuries, but definitely decades. Um, mm. And we've been doing it successfully, um, especially for people of color. Even if you do have a high school education, like the plant for a lot of people, working your way up that line into management, that is very much so, you know, success. Um, I know I grew up with a lot of people who I was like, that's so small minded. Why would you not want to travel the world? For some people, you don't need to travel the world. And that's not really mm. small minded. If that's the world I want to live in. Um, yeah. So this idea that we just up and jet set and go places is actually not real for most of my mm -hmm. childhood friends. They don't want to go anywhere else. You know, the neighborhood that they grew up in is where they want to stay. That isn't me. That's never been me. But I also don't mm -hmm. knock it because I understand the sense of homing homeliness um, that I and I know for some people that's probably a negative word. But for me, it, it just kind of say connotates uh, safety and security for me. Um, but that kind of feeling of knowing where home is, is innate inside me. I think especially mm -hmm. at being a Midwesterner, Michigan is um, a small part of the Midwestern landscape, but we have every single season, uh, we have farms all over the place. We have a ton of agriculture. Um, we have, I don't even know, we have amazing things inside the state. I love our state. We have the most fresh water, one of the you know biggest freshwater sources in the world honestly um it's a great place to live there are also just all these other things that fall into it you know if you're a person mm -hmm. of color you probably <laughs> live in one of the um not greatest parts of michigan but also like 
we have so much history in those places too and i don't even know if that's true anymore because we really have cleaned up a lot of those places too with governmental health and without um even the places that i may joke around with my friends and be like this is ghetto it's still like where i see people who look like me more so Mm -hmm. than the places where you know i may not um i went to a prestigious college and saw more people in the custodial staff that look like me than the student body did that affect me hell yeah did that upset me hell yeah did it piss me off hell yeah um and yet and so I still got that degree. And if I have anything to do with it, that shit is going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the world is changing. It is adjusting. But this idea that, like, Americans are rich and we're famous and we can just get famous on social media and yada, yada, is not real for the vast majority of us, especially if you're a person of color. That just ain't your mm-hmm. reality. Um, and our struggle looks different. I can't be like we're all broken from the hood because I wasn't even from the hood. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely a suburban-ass black girl, and I'm okay with that. Um, but that even has its own struggles of being one of three black girls and not feeling pretty in a class of full of, you know, white people or, I mean, that's really minor, but like the slight microaggressions that you've had to go through or just straight out aggressions that people Mm -hmm. have said to you that you've had to get, not even just from white people, but also from black people. Like, oh, so you just think you better than us? Like, no, why, why do you have to naturally assume that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, that sounds like an insecurity, not like a my problem thing, dude. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't, it don't stop. It don't change. It's like the headlines affect us. I like saying to my friends, like, for people who don't think about politics, I think about it so you don't. You know, mm. that's a privilege that you don't have to think about it. And I'm glad that you feel like you don't have to. The people who don't mm. trust the government, I totally fuck with that. I completely understand where you're coming from. And I'm going to keep voting so you can keep having that mentality. I'm going to keep making sure that you have those ability and those privileges and those resources because that's my damn job so that you don't have to worry about that. Somebody has to fight. I'm sorry. Like Mm -hmm. someone does. Even if it's not you, someone will be on the front lines. I know I'm not a protester, but I am someone who will donate. I will spread awareness about a cause and I will make sure that I sign every fucking petition. And I'm even getting a little bit more into calling my representative. I will do whatever the fuck I need to, even if that seems more passive to you than me not being in the street. But there is no wrong way to protest. As long as you're doing something, you are helping. And that is what matters for me. And so I think that is that is the America that I know. It ain't free. It's not equal. And it's not equitable. We ain't there yet. We're nowhere near that. Um, but we are striving to make it better every single fucking day. I will say one good news that I have is that uh, President Biden is hopefully nominating the first African-American woman for um the supreme court and hopefully that will happen in the next few months and that will be a first for us and a huge major win but that's about as good news as i got (laughs) but it's still (laughs) huge it's historical but it's still 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 huge yeah 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 so what about you tools what do people perceive about um joburg and and south africa i think first of all what i'm getting from what you're saying is i think rich is relative right yeah (laughs) i was talking to a friend of mine uh this weekend um just about how in America, even like when you look at people who don't have that much money, even when you look at people who aren't necessarily the one percenters or aren't necessarily living a gossip girl life and they live, you know, in like um, the inner city or what, like in the projects or whatever, like in terms of what our perception of the projects is, like you still have a car, you know, like you work at McDonald's, but you still have a car you know, you still have an iPhone, you still have a MacBook, and that reality is completely different for us. Like, 
<laughs> we do not have cars. Like if I if I am working at McDonald's, I cannot afford a car. And nor yeah. did I have uh, did I have parents who had an old car to give me because a lot of the times that's the context, right? It's not that you know you were bought yeah. this brand new car. It was that oh your parents had an uh, had an old car and they give you their old car. So I think rich is relative. I think yeah. I mean there are definitely all subjective. You there's know? still some uh, some exceptions to that too like that even that's like a very popular narrative as well like i know some of my friends literally caught the bus to high school you know like i, yeah, I think it is yeah. relevant subjective but what you all see inside the media is this thing so just clarifying for our american audience most yeah, of you all i'm sure yeah. are like but i know a lot of people who ain't got no damn cars <laughs> <laughs> no so, that, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's definitely real but i'm just saying our perception of you guys is is that yeah. and also um, it's relative. So when 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 uh, a twenty one year old who's never been to college because mm-hmm. student loans aren't as easily accessible on this side, um, okay. Also, um, you have to fall within a certain kind of tax bracket to even qualify for a student loan. I remember looking for bursaries to study um, performance and and theater. First of all, mm-hmm. there aren't as many bursaries that just fund whatever you want you to study. The the, okay. the general one that we have to that kind of funds everything is NASFAS. But NASFAS says you need to fall within this kind of tax bracket. So I was never poor enough to get a, a bursary, but I wasn't rich enough for my parents to be able to fully pay my school yep. fees on their own. So that's this yep, kind of weird middle classness that we're in, right? So yep. not all of us can even access um, student loans. <laughs> Um, not oh all of us God. can even access the opportunity to study. So I think rich is relative, right? And I think people yeah. in other African countries look at South Africans and they're like, well, at least you're getting a grant for sitting at home and <laughs> not being employed. And they're not getting any grants. So I think the only perception I can talk about is that of other African countries to South Africa. Um, I can't okay. talk about how, the. I mean, well, I can. I mean, I think, uh, you know, everybody knows that a lot of the world thinks that we're just this poor, poverty-stricken uh, part of the world and we're not I mean, of course majority of our country is is poverty stricken and living below the poverty line but yeah. there are beautiful parts of south africa very suburban very metropolitan very like city um like places in south africa that can compete aesthetically on the same level as places in america too right uh, we have wi-fi we have great technology we have innovative yeah. technology we have uh, we don't have lions walking in our backyard, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Everybody, you know, kind of wants to um, debunk those kinds of like. Um, and Can you imagine if that was a thing, though? Like, that's so unsafe. <laughs> I can't, but people actually believe that. Like, your peers <laughs> actually believe that. Like, they actually think we have wild animals for oh pets and we don't. Like, um, but what? I mean, on a more realistic <laughs> level, <laughs> I think um, other parts of Africa really look at South Africa as like the America of Africa. And in many okay. ways we yeah. are. Like in many ways, yeah. like people from around Africa come to South Africa for better work opportunities. They come here for more money. They come here to raise their families because we aren't necessarily in active warfare with other countries. We're not necessarily um, in active like protest against our government. We're not trying to, you know, stage coups where other African countries <laughs> are genuinely in the middle of staging a coup because of their um, dictatorships that they live under. So oh, damn Lord. on the surface, South Africa seems like a better place. It seems, you know, um, like a great place to raise your family. It seems like a great place to come and work and make money. And a lot of foreign nationals are here to make the money and they send that yeah. money back home because this is where the money's made. Honestly and truly, it yeah. is. 
So, yeah, um, so yeah I too. think I think that's a very true perspective um, of South Africa. Like, yes, this is the place in terms of the context of Africa. Come and make your money, you know. But that definitely doesn't mean that we don't have like huge disparities in the classes um our resources our minerals are abused you know by these countries that have zero regard for our people and have zero regard yeah. for the actual country just want our resources just want our gold just want our platinum and they leave and they take so what they need and they trade and they go so um yeah i think i think yeah south africa is um pretty much what a lot of africans think it is um but it's definitely not it's not it's not diamonds and glitter over here at all (laughs) and i think it's very i think you learn that very quickly i don't think that's a kind of uh, perception that holds up for very long (laughs) i think when you get here you're like i i i i see i see but i don't know um i don't really know um like really in depth and like more in like a more of a modern sense what other people yeah. uh, perceive about south africa um i i don't i don't know i, I like you'd have to say like i i, I wouldn't I say what i like i know i know what the world thinks of south africa or that i don't think the world thinks of south africa at all actually but uh, i mean you would have to most of people from so, like at least from some people that i know they don't there are some people who generally don't recognize that south africa is a country they think that you're saying the southern part of the african (laughs) the african continent it's like no 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 that that's actually a country yo Um, i will say that that is definitely first you got to get past that part before you can even ask people what they think would think of i mean i know i've literally been to a village in malawi um, so I knew it wasn't going to be that because I knew that it was metropolitan and even that we had to go deep, deep into like the city um, to get to that village alone. So yeah. I knew that it wasn't going to be that experience for me when I came to visit. I don't think I was expecting it to be like bustling like New York City, though. That I yeah. wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And when you were here, you were in the CBD. So that yeah. is very hustle and bustle people are up and down people are busy people are moving Ooh, moving yeah. and shaking really um it's exciting so though like it's exciting it is. it is it is it is and and i think a lot of people want to come here and like make it happen you know i think much like yeah. america it feels yeah. like the land of dreams for the african continent um and i hope and pray that we can make other parts of africa also the land of dreams and the land of opportunity you know yeah um it comes with its stuff but yeah i think another misconception about johannesburg in particular because i live in johannesburg is that this is where the money is baby we ain't got no money we don't <laughs> have money we don't have money lies, lies. i mean Who told going you that? back home <laughs> going back home to the eastern cape in december for example we all know this like people just expect you to come home with the money and expect you to come home with the choice assorted biscuits like they they they're waiting for (laughs) you to bring home the bacon and you're like i don't have any bacon i ain't got none for myself what you thought you was gonna no bacon (laughs) none whatsoever okay maybe you know none for you none for you none for myself okay (laughs) so that's definitely it but i mean yeah i mean i think we all kind of like 
are living in spaces where there are perceptions of it and those things aren't true because we know the real the reality of it but another thing is that things are relative so yes yeah. to people in the eastern cape we do have money and it is true because you know they're earning much less than we are you know i say i don't have money but at least i'm living on my own my cousins who are my age living at home are like yeah you say you don't have money but you're paying rent so you have money yeah so everything is relative <laughs> everything yeah. is relative we look at americans and say well you work at mcdonald's but you have an iphone that would never happen here like, everything is relative you know Payment everything plan. is every, <laughs> exactly exactly everything is relative <laughs> So, and I do know some um, people who definitely have Androids to save money. Okay, listen, like yeah. I do know. And I look at them like, why you still got an Android? But they like, I yeah. don't want to be team iPhone. My bill is a lot cheaper than yours. <laughs> and I'm, I just don't like being behind the crowd. I'm sorry. I, I do have yeah. a problem with that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, for the but record, anyways. Tools also does have an iPhone too. So we're, we're both <laughs> a team iPhone over here. <laughs> so okay. um, anyways, guys. This episode is getting really long, and I swear we're not on our soapbox today, guys. We're just telling you what's going on, and it is upsetting yeah. us and our homegirls, but more importantly, we just need y'all to know, like, you're going through this feeling of World War Three, and so are we, yeah. and you're not alone. Like, you broke, and in your 20s, and so are we, and you're not alone. You're, you're not upset alone. about how the world is treating women universally, and you aren't alone, okay? Yeah. So you're uh, unemployed, and trust me, you are not alone. There are other sisters not alone. in this sisterhood, in this network <laughs> of sisters that we've built, who are right there with you. I was there a year ago, two years ago, so I I know I know what that feels like. And it's real. It's real. You said sixty five percent or sixty six? Sixty six point four. Sixty six. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's more yeah. than half. For those yep. who don't understand that picture, mm-hmm. uh, more than half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of damn people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's 100%. just the young population. What do you guys constitute as young, too? Uh, <laughs> that's another funny thing. <laughs> Our youth, oh uh, the last time I checked, is 18 to 35. Ah, 35. shit. us. <laughs> you are not young that at 35. Us. Okay, yes, you are young in the context of life, but you are not the youth, Okay. You're not the you youth. ain't no damn youth. 35 here like in America, you unemployed. Your mama is looking at you like, what the hell is wrong with you? Not the system, <laughs> you. So I really yeah, think no. realistically. The context is completely uh, different. Yeah, I really think realistically youth should be 18 to 30. But okay, cool. South Africa, we'll take 18 <laughs> to 35. <laughs> that's crazy. 18 to 35. Yeah, that's, that's rough. So we were going to talk about what other things in the news are bothering us. But honestly, y'all, I think... I think a lot of shit is bothering us. I think we've covered it, okay? I think we've gone above the shit that's pissing us off these days. Um, Catch us on Instagram. Tell us what's bothering you. Catch us on Twitter. Tell us what's bothering you there as well. Tell us on both. I don't give a damn. Just tell us what's bothering you too. I want to read about the stuff that's also in your news. We didn't even, at least on the American side, I didn't talk about the insurrection trials that have been going on. I haven't talked about any of the various slangs of black people, trials that have been going on. Uh, Brianna Taylor still has not gotten freaking justice. What the hell? Um, we definitely have a WNBA player in Russia who's being held captive. You know what? There's just wow. a ton to talk about. So There's with that in mind and so many other things, okay, we are going to leave you guys with you are the change makers that you are looking for. I know it seems cliche and I know it seems stupid, but no, seriously, like 
we are the generation that is gonna shake some shit up. I don't know if we're gonna do a coup. Like I, I don't feel like that's us. Like I don't think it's us either on South Africa or here in America. So let's not mm-hmm. try and do that. But <laughs> we we gotta change some shit up. Like we just do yeah. because this is yeah. absurd and insane. And more importantly, the planet is sick of our asses. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. something's gotta give. Something's gotta something's give. Gotta the only give. thing constant in give. life is change. And so yeah. I'm just hoping that the next change that comes about is one that we can all be proud of. Amen. Um, so with all that and then more, uh, I am sending up. everyone stop, good stop, vibes stop, and good stop, energy stop, and good stop, blessings stop, and good stop, spirits stop, stop, to stop, make sure that your day stop, and the rest of your week stop, is fun-filled stop, and stop, laughable stop, and also that you say, F this world, maybe I need a blunt after this damn episode, and that's okay. But hopefully as you smoke that blunt, you still read the news headlines so that you stay informed today. Okay? Love you guys. We will see you guys later, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Red much. Bye guys. Stop to the hard TikTok, you don't stop, stop, stop.